good. Yeah. My yeah, first well day at sixth form, I was sitting doing doing register in the form room when they said Patricia Johnson. <laughs> no one said anything. And they got to so the that, end that, of how long did that stick? How long did that stick? <laughs> they got to the end of the register and like, so who are you then? It's like, well, <laughs> Pat, Patricia's not here. I'm called Patrick. Yeah. Let's work this out, shall we? You got both my names wrong. Congratulations. <laughs> Welcome back. This is the Long Sapper podcast. It feels like we've gone full circle. We've got some some OG crew back this week. I'm I'm Adam. Um, Pat is here. Who you know? You're pretty reliable, Pat. Not like some of the uh, some of the other guys we've got. Uh, Mark and Craig are back though. Um, <laughs> welcome, gents. Evening. Well, Good up? to be back, fellas. <laughs> Good to be back, Pat. <laughs> I told you, just cut finals. Get me, just the just the important games. <laughs> this that, is uh, this is Craig Jesse Linkard Edmonds over here. <laughs> Get out of town. <laughs> Although big up Jesse, I'm gonna miss him because he's got the same name as my son. That's true. Off to Celtic apparently. So should dad as well. I heard. I don't know. Whatever. Just go play football. He's, he's made it, hasn't he? <laughs> 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 All right. Um, obviously. We will start as usual with a quiz, and it's it's been postponed a couple of weeks. Um, Mark, you were unavailable at short notice, um, but you you have a, a little game for us. I do. So I've put together a, a game that is somewhat linked but legally different to popular ITV '90s game show Strike It Lucky. I don't think I don't think you need to worry about Barry or getting us. Or getting legally different in many ways, other than the sound that I'll play at some stage. Um, so if you if you remember the um, at the end of the of the game, a player had to get from one screen that was far on the left hand side all the way across ten screens by picking top, middle, or bottom. And depending on what they picked, you either got a little arrow that moved you onto the next screen. Or you got a question, or you got a hot spot. And what's a hot spot not? Oh, uh, good spot. There you go. Thanks, Adam. Please, you were, please, you were there with me. Um, <laughs> so, how it's going to work? I'm going to ask a question. Um, there could, in theory, be one question in this entire quiz. Just bear yourself, bear and um, just in case that happens. Hope not. Um, I've got to ask a question. They're all multiple choice. Some of them are a little bit hard, but don't worry about that. Um, all multiple, all multiple guests. If you get it right, then you win control of the board. You then start on the far far left side of my screen that I can you can see all technically done here very cleverly. You'll pick you'll pick top, middle, or bottom, and then you'll either get the arrow to move you onto the next board, you'll get a question that you have to get right, um, or you'll get a hotspot. If you get a hotspot, you're out of that round until the next hotspot comes up. If it goes to a question and you get it wrong, then it's open to everybody else. You get you get a point if you are in control of that board and you get the last you get the last screen correct. Brilliant. So we could we'll let play... do like seven eighths of the work and then <laughs> you absolutely could do that. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. um, we'll, I think we'll play until you know we'll see how it goes until I either a run out of questions, b we get bored, 
or C, I, uh, I, you know, we all lose the will to live. Are we good? Are we ready to go? The Jeopardy yes. music, I think, stops after about 18 minutes. Just <laughs> <laughs> It definitely won't take that. I am, I am excited. I'm not really sure how it's going to work, but I'm okay. excited. Okay, so for control of the first board, in nine, in 2019, Lamar Jackson became the second player in NFL history to be named as the unanimous MVP. Who was the first? Is it A, Peyton Manning, B, Aaron Rodgers, C, Tom Brady, or D, Marshall Falk? Pat. Pat. I'll go Marshall Falk. Uh, you are incorrect, and it goes over to the other two. Adam. Adam? Peyton Manning. You are also incorrect. Go on, Craig. Craig, is it either Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady? Rodgers. You're also incorrect. (laughs) (laughs) Classic long stamper quizzing. That's fantastic. Uh, So we'll have another another question. Uh, In the year 2000, who became the first team to make four first-round picks in the same NFL draft? Is it A, the Cleveland Browns, B, the New York Jets, C, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, or D, the Washington Redskins? Adam. Adam. I'm going to say the Browns because they got re-established and they might have had in their compensatory picks. I don't need to explain my working, I'm saying the Browns. It, it makes a lot of sense, and you, but you're still wrong. Oh. <laughs> Throw it over to Pat or Craig. Great. Craig. The Jets. It is indeed the New York Jets. Correct. <laughs> So, Craig, you have control of the first board. Uh, would you like to go top, middle, or bottom? Uh, well, let's do the middle. You're the middle. That is a question. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> this, is this is just for Craig. Uh, Craig, Jamarcus Russell went first overall in the 2007 uh, NFL draft. Who was second overall pick? Was it Calvin Johnson, Joe Thomas, Reggie Bush, or Adrian Peterson? If you get this right, you move on. This doesn't go on offer, by the way. So, if you get it wrong, you're just out. <laughs> I, should, I, don't, I should write them down. Say it again. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm having to think A, B, about C, them or D, yeah. no, but I have to think about them individually. Go on, say Calvin, it. Calvin Johnson, Jeff Thomas, <laughs> Reggie Bush, or Adrian Peterson. Barrymore's really taking the piss out of you at this point. 2007. Second overall pick. I want to go Joe Thomas. That is incorrect. Unfortunately, you are out. <laughs> out. I am going to throw it over to win control of the board. To it's a, it's a, a new rule on the flight, and I'm loving it. Adam or Adam or Pat, um, do you want to come in and have a go? Adam. Adam. Oh, I. AP. Incorrect. Pat, over to you. I'll go Calvin Johnson. Calvin Johnson is correct. It is your. Uh, Reg, board. I knew I knew it wasn't Reggie Bush, but other than that, it's your board. Pat, you're on the second screen. Do you want top, middle, or bottom? Middle. Middle. Oh, Pat, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's a hot spot, and you're out till the next hot spot. Um, okay, so it's a question to start us off. So this is for Adam and Craig only. What year did the Houston Texans play their first season in the NFL? Adam. Adam. 2002. 2002 is correct. Adam, you are on, and you're on the third screen. Would you like top, middle, or bottom? I definitely like a bottom, please, Mark. Bottom, it's a question. Um, Okay, Adam. Who won the Super Bowl MVP award when the Pittsburgh Steelers won in 2009? Was it Ben Roethlisberger, Heinz Ward, Heath Miller, or Santonio Holmes? Uh, It was Santonio Holmes, Michael. 
It was indeed, Santonio Holmes. You move on to screen four. Do you want top, middle, or bottom? I'll take the top, please. Top is move on. It's an arrow. Congratulations, yes. you're on to screen five. <laughs> Adam, top, middle, or bottom? Screen five. Bottom. Bottom. It's another arrow. You're moving oh, on to the next motoring one. now. Uh, screen six. Do you want top, middle, or bottom? Uh, middle, please. Middle. It's an arrow again. He's moving on. What a run. Oh, wait. Screen seven. Top. Middle or bottom? Top, please, Michael. He's gone top. Oh, it's a hot spot. You're out. And that puts Pat back in play. This is a question for Pat and Craig. Uh, which team won the first ever Super Bowl in 1967? Was it the Dallas Cowboys, the Kansas City Chiefs, the Green Bay Packers, or the Buffalo Bills? Craig. Craig. Packers. It was indeed the Green Bay Packers. You're in control. It's in it's screen seven. Top, middle, or bottom? Top. Top. Oh, it's a hot spot, Craig's out. Question, a question for, <laughs> for Pat and Adam. In 1973, Fred Dwyer became the first player to score two safeties in one game. What team was he on when this happened? Was it the Falcons, the Rams, the Vikings, or the 49ers? Pat. Pat. Vikings. You've gone with the Vikings. You are incorrect. Adam, over to you. 49ers. Uh, also incorrect. It was the St. Louis Rams. Okay, this Were they is not... in St. Louis at that point? That's neither here nor there. Neither here nor there. It was the Rams. <laughs> um, okay, you're all back in play. Here's a question to regain control of the board. In 2013, which quarterback broke a record after throwing a pick six in four straight games? Was it Matt Schaub, Eli Manning, Jay Cutler, or John Kipner? Adam. Adam. Jay Cutler. Is Has to be. Correct. Pat. Pat. John Kipner. Is also incorrect. Craig, it's over to you. It's either Matt Schaub or Eli Manning. <coughs> I'm going to go Schaub. Matt Schaub is correct. You're, you have control. You're on screen eight. Do you want top, middle, or bottom? Let's go middle again. Middle again. <laughs> Oh, get out of town, bro. Get out of town. I reckon you're stitching me up. I need to see evidence. <laughs> Mark has evidence, to be fair to him. I absolutely do. <laughs> Adam had, like, three arrows in a row. Fans hit two back-to-back hotspots. Well, you think he's rigging it in my favour? I'm just furious, <laughs> OK? I'm just furious. <laughs> it's a question to get control of the board. Uh, this is for Pat and Adam. Who finished their career with more rushing yards, Eric Dickerson or Marshall Falk? Adam. Oh. Adam, you first. Marshall Falk. Uh, you're you're incorrect. So uh, <laughs> Pat, I'm going to throw it over to you. Was it Dickerson? Correct. It was definitely yeah. Dickerson. You're on two arrows away from your first big point. Uh, do you want you on screen nine? Do you want top, middle, or bottom? Middle. Middle. Ooh, it's a question. I know, you showed me the screen. <laughs> <laughs> well played. Well played. So, can you, can you capitalise? In 2007, which kicker broke the record for the most field goals in a single game with eight? <laughs> Adam Vinatieri. Was it Adam Vinatieri, Nate Kading, Rob Baronis, or Stephen Goskowski? Let's go Gostowski. He's gone Gostowski. He's incorrect. I'll throw it open to Adam and Craig. Adam. Adam. 
It's it's Rob Baronis it against Rob the Baronis. Texans in Correct. one of the best games has ever been. <laughs> Good. Okay, Adam, you're on screen ten. Get this right, and you win the first point. Who was the Super Bowl MVP when the Packers? Um, yes, when the Packers won in 1997. Was it Adam. Brett Favre? Adam, it's oh, only you. I'm oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh, sorry. I've not even asked you if you want top, middle, or bottom. Do you want top, middle, or bottom, Adam? Hey, <laughs> come on. See, this is a sham. Bar- Barry Ball would get it this wrong, would he? <laughs> you want top, middle, or bottom? I'd like a bottom, please, Michael. That is a question. <laughs> That's what, is it Brett Favre? <laughs> Um, sorry, it's not Brett Favre. You're incorrect. <laughs> so I get a shot of this, yeah? You get a shot of this. Who hits it between Craig and Pat? If you get this right, you win the point. <laughs> Who's going to buzz in? When you say point, I really you hope you mean quiz. You didn't even do the options. Adam buzzed in. Oh, yeah. So it's either Brett Favre, Desmond Howard, Antonio Freeman, or Andre Risen. Craig. Craig. Howard. It is Desmond Howard. That is a big point to Craig Edmonds. He's won the first round. (laughs) And I've got plenty boards. We're good to go. Okay, so for the control of board two, I'm not going to do a tiebreaker if, by the way, someone else wins this. It goes to one or you can share the point. What number did legendary Jim Brown wear for the Cleveland Browns? Was it 12, 22, 32, or 42? Craig. Craig. Thirty-two is correct. You have control of board two. Would you like top, middle, or bottom? Top. Top is an arrow. You're moving on. Do you board two? Do you want top, middle, or bottom? Bottom. Bottom. <laughs> <laughs> Question. It really doesn't matter what you do for the first ninety percent of this. <laughs> no. <laughs> Absolutely not. Um, <laughs> Okay, but question for Adam or Pat. True or false? Emmett Smith was a top 10 pick in the 1990 NFL draft. Pat. Pat. False. He is correct. It was false. You're on screen two. Do you want top, middle, or bottom? Middle. Middle. It's an arrow. You're moving on. Congratulations. Uh, screen three. Top, middle, or bottom? Middle. <laughs> That's a hot spot. It's a question for Adam or Craig. Which team won the most Super Bowls in the 1970s? Was it the Dallas Cowboys, the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Miami Dolphins, or the Washington, as they were then, Redskins? Craig. Cowboys. Uh, That is incorrect. Adam? It's the Steelers. It was indeed the Pittsburgh Steelers. You have control. You're on screen four. Do you want top, middle, or bottom? I'll have a bottom, please, Michael. An arrow. You're moving on. Screen five. Top, middle, or bottom? Middle, please. Uh, middle. Ooh, it's a question. Ooh. In 1965, the legendary Gale Sayers set a record for the most touchdowns scored in a rookie season. How many did touchdowns did he score that year? Was it 18, 20, 22, or 24? 22. 22 is correct. That becomes. Oh. A, moving on to. Definitely wasn't a complete guess. Screen six. Do you want top, middle, or bottom? Uh, bottom, please. Uh, bottom. That's a hot spot. It's a question for Pat and Craig. Which quarterback holds the record for the most career interceptions thrown? Is it Brett Favre, George Blander, Craig. John Hayden, Vinny Testaverde? Craig. Craig. Favre. Brett Favre is correct. You have control. It's screen seven. Do you want top, middle, or bottom? Middle. Middle. It's a question. Ooh, question. 
So just just for Craig, how many total receiving yards did Jerry Rice finish his career with? Now listen up, Craig. Okay, this is there's lots of numbers coming up here. <laughs> Was it twenty thousand eight hundred and ninety-five? Was it twenty-one thousand eight hundred and ninety-five? Was it 22,895? Or was it 23,895? 20, 21, 22, or 23? Yeah. Uh, let's go 23. You've gone 23,000. That is incorrect. This is so measured. It, it goes <laughs> over to um, Pat and Adam. 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 22,895. Correct. You have control oh, of screen eight. Uh, do you want top, middle, or bottom? I'll have a bottom, please. That is an arrow. You're moving on to screen nine. Top, middle, or bottom? And another bottom. It's a question. Ooh. Ooh. And you'll like this one. In 1993, the Buffalo Bills overcame a 25-3 deficit oh, in the AFC wildcard game, coming back to win. Against which team was this? I'm not even going to give you the choices. Um... I think I think it may have been the Houston Oilers. It was indeed the Houston Oilers. You're correct. On to screen ten. Uh, get this right to win the win the point. Do you want top, middle, or bottom? Middle, please. It's a question. Oh, this is tense. So to to tie and go into a sudden death question to win overall against Craig, who finished their career with more interceptions, Dion Sanders or Ed Reed? go for just for longevity ed reed ed reed is correct that's a point for adam it means oh. you tie with one or with craig do you want to have a sudden death question between the two of you yes excellent here we go so terry cruz you know who terry cruz is yes good man he was selected in the 11th round of the 1991 nfl draft which team picked him was it the Adam. San Diego? Ooh, Adam. The it's gone early without St. Louis Rams, or the Los Angeles Rams. It was the Los Angeles Rams. You are correct. That's, Bro, a, that's what? a big win. <laughs> How did you know that? Nine nine. Nine nine. That is a big win for Adam Foxcroft. And that guys is strike it Is that a catchphrase? <laughs> Did you anyway. just play a hot spot? Yeah, I did, um, yeah. I, I've, got no other sound, I've, got no, I've got no other sound effects, so I won't. <laughs> Better than the tosh that was last week. I'm not going to lie, them lot were dreadful in the quiz. <laughs> Craig, yeah. I, I may have just won that quiz, but I'm pretty sure it was fixed. Um, and I'll tell I you agree. for why. I've, it, it's become very clear that we just played long enough that the Houston Oilers question came up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when, when I was doing the prep and I saw that that question was there, I thought I, I, I would I'd love it if Adam got that for all the uh, <laughs> for all the abuse. And then look at that! Yeah, what what a coincidence! It genuinely wasn't planned. <laughs> anyway, congratulations, Adam. Well done. Thank you. Uh, uh, I enjoyed that. Good stuff, Mark. Thank you. Um, right, uh, let's well let's get into the next thing on the agenda, I guess. Um, Steve Rain's anytime touchdown corner. Um, Steve's laughing at us week after week, um, floundering around. In yeah, the dark. your man, your man put it, your man put it pretty, pretty concisely. Still, we are, <laughs> we are having a mare. <laughs> <laughs> um, I should say, by the way, Steve Rain's anytime touchdown corner in association with Betway. Um, there you go. 
We've got a sponsor. Yeah. Ish. Ish, ish, very ish. Hey, I'm taking it. It makes us sound big time. <laughs> All right. So um, this week, just to make it slightly easier, um, we're going to pick NFC East players. Um, Ross chucked a selection in um, on the WhatsApp. Um, I, I don't know where. I didn't. Don't think we heard anything from Rick, so he might sit out the the bet this week. Um, but Ross. Rick, Ross Kate, yeah, it's only five. He's always the one who lets us down anyway, isn't he? Yeah, well, what, what a prick. Yeah. <laughs> his name. Um, all right. So Ross came up with Jalen Hurts for a rushing touchdown um, for the Eagles. Um, Mark, who have you got for us? I, I'm going to go with Ezekiel Elliott. I wouldn't, mate. He has been so bad. Yeah, gives us better odds. Yeah. <laughs> also, no, might be worth going for Pollard, but whatever, yeah. whatever. I'm sticking with it. Zeke's gonna. This is the game. He's gonna come good. Probably when my season's over. But let's move on. It's not very man-like Zeke this season, is it? No, it's not at all. Not it's... at all. It's funny, isn't it? It happens to running backs, man. It happens to running backs. It happens to to some running backs. Some yeah. just get better. Well, I don't know that many get better as they get older. Well, I could th- I could think of a I could think of one example right now. Um, Craig, who have you who have you got from the NFC East? So if Gibson plays, Gibson for the football team. If not, McLaurin. Gibson looked good, didn't he? He's a, he looks very good. Very good. What that Washington looked good, to be fair. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we uh, we may come on to that. We might not, of course, with Locks Up Podcast. <laughs> anything could happen. We'll talk about the Broncos. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm going to go for Mark Andrews. That's a good shout. Um, from the NFC East. And um, Pat, who have you got? I have gone for Wayne Goldman. Okay. I hope he does. That would help my fantasy team out a lot, Pat. Yeah. No, 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 no one cares. Nobody cares. cares. Um, you don't even care, I don't think. Um, not, not really. That's all five NFC East teams covered, I think, with the bet. So there you go. Um, Jalen Hurts, Ezekiel Elliott, um, Wayne Gorman, Gibson slash McLaurin, and Mark Andrews for Steve Rain's anytime touchdown corner bet in association with Betway. <laughs> <laughs> Brings a smile to my face. It's, it really should, but it does. Anyone else, anyone else out there got a betting company sponsor no you fucking haven't have you no one that we know anyway no one that we know <laughs> other other betting companies providers no, are available fuck, but fuck them no they're not yeah, screw them yeah they're, all they're shit. not as good as betway no if you're going to put a way. bet on this weekend do it with betway but please gamble ir- responsibly <laughs> yeah unless you're really sure that it's going to win then just bet bet your house on it <laughs> this this is what they don't want us to do if they're going to sponsor us. Is oh, to... Yeah. Sorry, yeah, Gam- <laughs> gam- gamble responsibly. Bet with uh, uh, yeah. Gamble responsibly, uh, unless you're really, really in a hole and badly need a win. Unless <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> you're down to your absolute, like, you, you know, it's, the, it's just the money to feed your kids. Then... <laughs> Load sharks are hassling you. Yeah. Then go for it. Then go big, go home, mate. Yeah. A couple credit cards. Yeah. I know a couple of <laughs> pals have done that. A few of them have been all right. 
<laughs> Not all. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Well, hopefully we'll eventually win some money for charity um, in memory of Steve. Right. Back to NFL matters. I say back to NFL matters. I'm not sure we've been there in nearly half an hour or however long this has been. Um, right. One sentence reviews of week 14, if you can remember that far back. Um, let's start back on Thursday Night Football with New England 3, LA Rams 24. <laughs> An absolute boat racing in LA. The Pats are about as awful as it's possible to be. Who was it last week that they said they would still make the playoffs? Yeah. Minnesota 14, Tampa Bay 26. Does Dan Bailey know that Halloween is over and we're moving on to Christmas? Arizona 26, New York Giants 7. Arizona get back on the horse and Giants revert to tight. Light work for the cards and old questions to answer for Big Blue. Kansas City 33, Miami 27. KC really starting to turn it on. Miami made it really hard for them, but what's so impressive about the Chiefs is that you just knew they were always going to win. Tennessee 31, Jacksonville 10. Derek Henry runs all over the hapless Jags who get their 12th loss in a row. Dallas 30, Cincinnati 7. A comfortable Dallas win as predicted, with a bonus Ryan Finley site. Houston 7, Chicago 36. Chi-Town defense displaying some of that elite level quality, and Houston couldn't really get out of the blocks. Somehow, Mitch Trubisky managed to find that juice that got him drafted second overall before the likes of Texans QB, Deshaun Watson, and MVP frontrunner Pat Mahomes. Well, no one ever mentions that. <laughs> Denver 32, Carolina 27. Great game for Drew Locke, and the Broncos fans are getting really, really excited about him. Oh, I've been there. New York Jets 3, Seattle 40. The question going into this game was could the slightly improving Jets pull off a shock defeat against the then struggling Hawks? Turns out that no, they're still shit, and they couldn't. Indianapolis 44, Las Vegas 27. The Colts seem to be peaking at the right time and look playoff bound with a relatively easy run-in. Washington 23, San Francisco 15. Chase Young is good. So good. New Orleans 21, Philadelphia, 4, Philadelphia 24. Great start for Jalen, even if Rick did do an awful job discussing who he is and what school he went to. <laughs> He's had that lined up for a while. <laughs> well played. Atlanta 17, LA Chargers 20. First half, punt, touchdown, touchdown, punt, field goal, field goal, touchdown, end of half. Second half, punt, interception, touchdown, punt, punt, interception, 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 field goal. Green Bay 31, Detroit 24. Hot takes. Stafford likely sits the rest of the year. And Devontae Adams is good. Pittsburgh 15, Buffalo 26. Steelers mustered only 47 yards on the ground. And as predicted, it was no rushing, no party for the Steelers against a clinical Bills team. And finally, Baltimore 47, Cleveland 42. Lamar Jackson needed a poo, but he got back on the field just in time to halt the Browns' comeback and find a way to win an intense game and maybe just save the raisin, ra raisins? Yes. Ravens season. 
That was Scorigami, that game. Anyway, um, I, I feel that if Ross was here, he'd have done something more with Lamar Jackson and the Browns specifically. Um, but let's let's rise above that now, that level. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 we're not going to rise above that. I mean, we need you know other podcasts might bring you X's and O's analysis. Um, I think at the Long Snapper podcast, we need to analyse that little jig through the tunnel. <laughs> that was good. I love the fact that they've tried to cover it up by saying he had cramps, and then you can quite clearly see the run that we've all been there before. You know, you've been on a night out, you've been to a club, you've had a skinful, maybe you've had a like a curry or a some kind of kebab on the way home. You're walking back, and it's just that little bit further than you thought it was going to be. And about three hundred yards or so before you get to your house, you really need a shit. That's the run that he did. We've all been there. It's not fun. It's not fun. It, it really isn't. It's, I mean, I, Mark, we had this conversation earlier. I was watching the game in 40 and obviously you get every play watching the game in 40 in, in order. Normally, thanks Game Pass. Um, but sometimes you don't get the context of an injury or say like a decision that's reviewed or a decision reviewed. That's definitely cricket um, or a, a play that's <laughs> challenged or something like that. Um, but Lamar Jackson disappeared from the game and we had Trace from Birds of a Feather in and so I thought, okay, he's obviously hurt and it was a couple of drives and then Baltimore had a fourth down that he needed to convert and suddenly Lamar Jackson's back in. I was expecting him to be trying to play off one leg or something and uh, no, he's running around yeah, finding an open like, receiver. Yeah, like hit like a 40-yard pass on it or something like that and completely saved the game. Yeah, yeah I, I wound back to look for the play he got injured on and it was just like a missed throw through the back of the end zone away and it's like well no one hit him so what's going on there yeah <laughs> i think the commentator said oh yeah he's being treated for cramps during the ryan finley um set of downs and yeah, yeah. It, came, it came up later but i still didn't quite twig what what he clearly done i mean as um mark as you said as, as unpleasant as that experience is that's pretty impressive to come back from that so so quickly and to Stick the game on his back. He, he probably, like, you know that feeling you get when you, you're absolutely desperate for a crap and then you go and get said crap? You feel like a new man after that. And he spent... <laughs> Stone most, and a half lighter. And yeah, he spent most of the first half, from what I could see, falling down. And then uh, all of a sudden, he becomes like that QB that we saw last season. I think maybe this is a poo that's been building for, like, the first 13 weeks. He needed a Bravey Award for that, that's for sure. <laughs> oh, have we done this? Have we done that to death? Probably. <laughs> um, but what what a football game, uh, re- regardless of regardless of any of that. Um, and not not just ridiculous, <clears throat> but not just off like fantastic offense. It wasn't as simple as that. It wasn't like the that Rams Chiefs game from a couple of years ago. It just it was almost like okay, every possession there's going to be a touchdown. This is this is ridiculous. Um, Cleveland's defense stepped up to get them back into the game, and it looked for it looked like they they were going to walk away with it. In fact, they scored too quickly. They did that that age old thing. Kareem Hunt should have. Well, should you go down? I don't know. I mean, I think the the Browns were were lucky to be in it at, as long as they were. The first. I think I think there was a first couple of drives. They had three fumbles. They've had problems with holding on to the ball and catching the ball in general. And catching, mate, catching. 
was bad in the game to consider the it was bad points. in loads of games this week. Yeah, what is going on? Catching Steelers and kicking. Bad, Catching yeah. and kicking. When did I never when I first started watching the, the NFL, kicking used to be routine. Yeah, the like, kickers didn't unless, unless it was fifty yards, it was a it was through the sticks. What has happened to kicking? Yeah. Um but anyway, I digress. Um yeah, I think you know you had those fumbles and uh, which in fairness, Humphreys did a great job dislodging a ball. Like it's so that's another thing that's changed in the game in that being so active in creating fumbles. Um but you know, in fairness to Baker, and I, I'm not I'm not a huge fan. I don't think he's got it. I think he's you know, he's 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 got juice right now. I'm not I don't I don't think he's a top QB down the line, but he's playing it well. Could be he, streaky, though. Yeah, well yeah, yeah. well, you know. Mariota was streaky for a period of time. I'm not saying they're the same. I just don't. I don't fancy Baker as a long-term QB. I think he'll be a backup at some point. But he looked good, and they still didn't win. Um, Lamar Jackson, when he runs, it's mad, isn't it? It's, it's still video game esque, and it, and it, it's almost maybe we obviously last week coming back off COVID or whatever. Maybe he didn't see it as much, but he, when he when he puts his foot in the dirt, even even when he's sliding over the place, still runs away from you. There are a couple of plays where there's just a linebacker chasing him, and you're like, "Why? Why are you even bothering, mate? You just like it's out, bro. <laughs> you, you just can see how it's going to play out. Um, it, yeah, it's it's so hard to defend that when when someone like with that ability is on song. Um, there's just there's there's just threats everywhere. And we've... Shouts to Jarvis Landry though. Someone might need to pick him up as a QB, you know. That guy, yeah. that can, he, can, he can throw a ball, standing in there to get lit up by Judon. I got, yeah, he got sparked, didn't he? Yeah, I've got time for that. And you notice, when Judon did that to um, Lamar, they gave it, sorry, to Baker, they gave it as a um, roughing the passer, not when he hit the wide receiver. Like, <laughs> and, and I don't agree with the roughing the passer on Which there. was a terrible call, by the way. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah he hit him with his shoulder, with his head to the side. Yeah. It was a really clean Good yeah. hit, well timed. They called it against Tennessee the previous week, by the way. <laughs> um, exactly that. Um, yep. It was uh, it was a really good game, really intense. It felt like a playoff game, I thought, and it was it, it will be a massive kick in the guts for the Browns who were coming back, and it felt like all the momentum was with them in that game, and you could only see, especially when, like you said, watching it in forty. Lamar Jackson going off. You don't know whether he's going to come back. And had he not come back, I think there's only one winner. Agreed. Just, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. He's not. He's not completing that pass, is he? No, <laughs> no, not even. But in fairness, they should. That pass. They should have been done after Baker threw the interception. Um, you thought that that should have been game over, really. So it is it a fun game, isn't it? It's a fun game. It's why you love the NFL. It was a fun game, no doubt. Yeah. I think if you're the Browns, are you that upset though? Because you've I think, as you say, Craig, when Baker throws that pick, that should be... You think, oh, it's the Browns, that's game over. But they showed us that they've, they've got something, or they've got, they've got enough firepower anyway, and they've they're, made they're a couple of stops. When they... Nick, Nick, Chubb, Nick Chubb is, 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 is top, top level. Top. Rachel, can I just have a drink, please? Just stop moaning. Just Can I just have a... I'm in the middle of something. I'm in the middle <laughs> wow. of something. It's on air, on air phones. Fuck it out, Rachel. Get my fucking drink. 
Wait, where? Why have you always got to do it as a terrible Grant Mitchell impersonation? <laughs> just, um, Nick, 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 Nick Chubb is is. You could make an argument that he's the best running back in the league. I think. I think he's so so good. Got a lot of time for him. Um, and you know, Kareem Hunt, one-two punch, got to be best. And I, I, just, I do love those two. Not not sold on Baker. And Miles Garrett is so much. Can I just have my drink? So much of a man. Stop messing about. Don't <laughs> <laughs> fuck about, Rachel. Come on. <laughs> bring bring that drink up, the apples and pears, will you? <laughs> it's like Americans. That's how you say it. I was Americans with the English accent. That's what they do. Like you know, lads, I'm going to be in prop by Bubble and Strife later on. <laughs> What is bubble and strife? Bub- bubble and strife. What is that? <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear it. I want to hear it. What is it? I, mean, what, bubble and, I don't think bubble and strife is... Uh, That's what I'm e- saying, even... Mark. <laughs> you, you know, Craig, you say it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, Marlon Humphreys might have a, have a tough time in training this week after he gave up on um, Kareem Hunt spun him and run him for that last touchdown because what you want to see from your cornerback in that situation is him getting his ass back in case someone else knocks it out as a fumble and gathers it up but he just stood and watched him score it's (laughs) not good enough yeah yeah, I can't even spin that to say oh he's probably deliberately letting him score so Lamar's got more time no I'm (laughs) just poor isn't it Um, I still think there's questions like Lamar is obviously he's fantastic but in the first half didn't he throw the ball like four times or something like that and that's it and you that game plan as it did last year isn't going to work every game a team that is good at stopping the run is going to be able to stop him better than than the browns managed to and when you're you're only attempting 17 passes and completing 11 of them in a game and for 163 yards it, that isn't going to do it if they get behind in games. Um, so I still have major questions over the Ravens. But with him, you've always got a chance. Yeah. You're less inclined to throw the ball when you hit your wide receiver one in both hands and he ends up on the floor. So. You're right. Yeah, you're absolutely right. But if he's playing away in Buffalo in like a, an, an absolute blizzard, what else have they got? Bro, he there was one... Where it went through his hands and hit him in the arm. Are you having a laugh? It's not. Oh, yeah, his receivers didn't they, help him out, but they, you can't you can't say they missed they, loads. He only, you know, he he still only attempted seventeen passes in the game. Well, you got you got to assume that's game plan. I do think he gets out of there a bit too quickly, but I also think these these wide receivers are not good enough. Baltimore need to they need to strengthen in in the wide receiver core. No doubt about it. They need to they need probably need to invest in the offensive line and they need a wide receiver. He can't keep doing that every game. You're right. The game plan isn't sustainable at all. I could happily watch a few games like that, though. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, no complaining. No complaining. Yeah, it's, and there, there's, some, there's some proper quality. It's, uh, some, some, sometimes, as I said before, score, like, I'm not saying the Rams and Chiefs a couple of years ago were bad teams. They were great offences, but there wasn't much on show stopping them as I recall. Um, but where, yeah, where you legitimately good players beating other good players. It's great. It's great to watch. 
Um, a bit of that, dare I say it, on Sunday night football as well in Buffalo. Um, what started in a bit of a, a snowstorm is probably an exaggeration, flurries. Um, but it took, it took both offences a while to get anything going. I'm not sure that Pittsburgh ever did. Um, but when Buffalo did, boy, um, I, Mark, I mean, we've, I hate to, I hate to say it, um, your boy, Josh Allen, we said it last week. Um, I don't, I don't want to keep saying it, but that is, that was an impressive win. Second half, second half, second half, essentially. Yeah, they were, they were good. And it's been weird. The third quarter has been our absolute Achilles heel in go in every game of the season bar this one where the the third quarter was the game where we made some adjustments and it made all the difference. Offensively, we were terrible first half and a lot of that was down to the the Steelers blitzing on almost every single play. Um, and that, that pass rush is, is immense. Um, That's what made it more, all the more impressive to me. Yeah. yeah. They and then they, yeah, and they made, they made adjustments. The, the, basically the, the change was, well, Stefan Diggs is going to go 15 yards um, and Josh, you've got less than a second to pass him the ball. So go and do that. And he did it 10 times in a row. And, um, and then Stefan went and got all his yards after the catch. And he was kind of going beyond the linebackers, but well in front of the secondary. So he had loads of room and he just figured out that he needed to get into little pockets of space, which he did really effectively and tore into bits two touchdowns later and the game was over. Um, and yeah, it was it was great that the defense managed to keep um, the Steelers to as as improductive as they were. And as you mentioned earlier on, their their pass catching was terrible. Um, but they they've not been good offensively for a, a month or so now, maybe like four, five, six weeks. Um, it's only in the last two games that the D hasn't been able to bail out the offense. And um, well, I think the D they would have done against other teams. Yeah, the Buffalo. And, yeah, and is I, th- I think from now on we just need to refer to them as the ten and three Buffalo Bills, please. Hmm. <laughs> I think um, let me let me let me say something before Adam steals my takes again. Didn't even talk about when. Yeah, yeah, Adam, I see you, blood. I see you still, but let me let me, uh, <laughs> let me keep it moving. Look, um, I didn't even mention the fact that I called the the initial Steelers loss, but it's cool, Adam. Don't worry. Anyway, so listen, Josh Allen. He does. He's got a very, he's got a very Patrick Mahomes esque swag about him right now. There's no two ways. There's no two ways about it. I, I, I do want to talk about Stefan Diggs. Um, like he is a special, special receiver. But Alan, look, it was legitimate to question his um, accuracy early on, and he's an athletic guy, almost a bit like what we're saying in terms of Lamar Jackson and sort of being athletic, they kind of, he, early on, he dined out on that. Um, extended plays, made splash plays, but very ad hoc instinct, um, which counts, but it doesn't last, right? It's not a, it's not sustainable, literally, what we were just saying. What's impressed me the most in terms of his development, you say they made adjustments. It wasn't even, don't get me wrong, he got the ball out of his hands quicker, but what he's doing is his level of understanding has developed. He's he's getting it blocked up up front. He is making the adjustments. He's helping his offensive line. He's manipulating the pocket for all those big, you know, runs rolling to your right and throwing forty-five yards across your body. The most impressive play, 
during that third quarter was him calling out the protection, identifying the mic, sliding up into the pocket and hitting like a 20-yard pass to Diggs. And it was just... It really, you, you, I got, I, I, I don't know that there's been. A, I can't think of anyone who has developed as much as Josh Allen in recent times. I do think he is looking brilliant, and he wasn't. He has got better. The system around him is great. Again, we cannot uh, discount Stefan Diggs. Like, that's a great move from Buffalo. So that is another. You know, you've got as a franchise, you've got to be happy to identify your the area of need and address it perfectly with one of, in my opinion, one of the best pure wide receivers in the league. Like if you want to, from a, just a baller, a gamer standpoint, he's got it all. Um, but, you know, getting it blocked up, reading the game, pocket manipulation, anticipation. TJ Watt is a top, top, top rusher. And to have him quiet for a half of football, Says a lot about your quarterback. I, I just, I just think you cannot, you can't deny it. Credit where credits due. You get me, guys playing brilliant. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the difference between Allen and Mahomes is that Allen's playing well enough to uh, earn his swag at the moment. What was particularly oh. impressive? Oh. <laughs> what was particularly <laughs> impressive was for the second week in a row, finishing the game with a long, calm drive just to close it out. Seven minutes. And you go three and out there, put the Steelers back in the possession with like nine points to catch up on you and it's a whole different story but no it's it's very impressive work to was that after to... the Steelers scored and went and got yeah. a two-point conversion just after then yeah, yeah yeah and as they said in commentary it was it was kind of old school Pittsburgh Steelers-esque it was, it was, it was get get in the lead get the points and then to control the clock run the ball which they did they hadn't run the ball much successfully in that game as has been our way this year but um Zach that, Moss by had the way, makes what Alan's doing even more impressive. I do think you need yeah. to address that, though. I think you've got to do something about the running game. I don't know what it's, it I mean, is. Well, it's Singletary not really all that. He, I, I think, mean, he hasn't impressed me this year. No, no, I, I think I think you're right. It's um, It feels like a lot of the offensive line has been um, developed around giving Josh Allen a good pocket and less oh, focus has been put on creating holes for, for the running backs. But... They haven't done much collectively. We we rushed for about about 110 yards this game, which is 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 okay. Um, but yeah, no no single running back has done it has done it brilliantly. What I would give for like a prime when we first traded for Shady in this team, um, yeah, it adds an, a completely another dimension. But at the minute, what when you had Shady, what, you had nothing else. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you feel. I feel for him. If he's probably looking at this team now, going, "Why didn't I fucking have that?" Um, but yeah. Well, to be fair, he's jumped ship to the Chiefs. It's not. <laughs> no, he's, he's at the he's at the Buccaneers now, isn't he? Yes. Oh. Oh, sorry. Oh God. Oh, I'm behind. I'm behind. Not, run, not running for them either. Well, no. Fournette was a healthy scratch, so he picked up some of that work last week. And uh, Ronald Jones is having finger on a surgery on a finger, or finger on a surgery, either way around. So uh, he might get more involved next week. Good on him. Good. I'd like to see him again. But yeah, bring him back into this team. And he'd, like, it'd be nice to see. Yeah, Diggs. To your point about Stefan Diggs, Craig. It, this wasn't a terrible receiving core anyway last season, but you add Diggs, and it gives you that extra dimension no one's talked about how john brown has been missing the last three weeks on ir because yeah, Diggs is, is proper stepped up cole beasley didn't have a massive impact in this game but 
Stefan Diggs is likely to, if if his career in Buffalo keeps going this way, he's likely to break every receiving record that we've got in the books. Certainly single season records um, just for the season he's having right now. He's 134, been, 134 targets, 100 receptions. That's yeah. mad. When all them flipping clowns dropping balls all over the gaff, this guy's open every play and catches the ball. You yeah. cannot... And and that as Zach, that was going to be my next point is that you haven't had a John Brown, and if John Brown is able to improve, you can't. You know, it, with with Allen improving and Diggs coming in, if John Brown's able to make a step up, and I don't know whether Singletary can can improve or Moss can improve, or you get a new running back. I mean, people are playing by committee now anyway. Do you even need a feature back if you do start implementing? You know, maybe what you're saying is right. Maybe it was about making sure keep Allen off the turf. Maybe you add a few wrinkles, really improve on that run blocking. The tight end's a good a good blocker. So, you know, get another running back, switches it up by committee. John Brown steps up. It's a there's a lot to be when you're in the Jets and there's nothing, there's nothing to be happy about other than possibly the number one pick, which the you had you had a question earlier where we had four number one picks and where are we now? Like it means nothing to me as a like as a fan. To be a Bills fan right now must be the best time. Because it's uh, the, it, the sky's the limit, man. It's it's to, be, to be honest, here, ten and uh, ten and three—the first time we've been ten and three—since probably the first year or the first couple of years that I followed the Bills. Jim Kelly, surely. Jim Kelly era, yeah, nineteen ninety-one. And we're we're one game away from from winning the division. Um, and a couple of weeks ago, you asked me who the best team was in the AFC. We were talking about the Chiefs or the Steelers. I think we're ahead of the Steelers at the moment. And it, to be in a conversation of being one of the two best teams in our conference is, you know, I'm talking, we're talking 30 years since we had that conversation. So yeah, it's, um, it's, it's a bloody nice place to be right now. Still lost and the Titans, do you know though. what? Even outside, <laughs> even outside of the bills, you look at football and there was a time, you know, my era of football, there was football likes to celebrate like it's past sort of like, grandeur in it like it past successes you once you do well in football you're like an icon so for we ha- we had this loom of brady's and manning for basically the, the whole time that i've basically followed football sort of that mid late 90s till now but look at the stars around the nfl in a year where it's covid and you think of the likes of kyla murray's and the Jalen hurts and lamar jackson's obviously Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, like all of these superstars you've got. I mean, I don't know if it, if the NFL has been in a better place to where you can see this whole new future, this different football. It's, I think it's mad. It's, it's mad. Games are good. Games are exciting. When, like, I, when every week there's a gr- sick game on. I think this week, I think, was bailed out a little bit by the Sunday night and Monday night games. I thought this, this stretch on Sunday before that, was a little bit like it there went were, to sc- it very few, much went to script. Yeah, there were a, a few one-sided blowouts. games. Yeah. Um, Every game, week well, I seems to be catching two or three very very entertaining games. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. No one, one game which disappointed a bit um, the Colts and the the Raiders, which was a, a massive game in the context of the AFC playoff chase. Um, pretty com- pretty convincing from the Colts. The Raiders never quite looked at the races. Um, I mean, there's 
other good game, perhaps, in the AFC, the Chiefs at the Dolphins. I mean, I would, I just, as I said in a one-sentence preview, I just felt like Miami, I mean, I wasn't paying, I was watching the Titans at, at that time, in that time slot, but Miami went ahead, but you just sort of feel the Chiefs are still going to come back and, and win, um, as, it, as it so proved. Um, this, this, in that, that game just felt like it was the first time that Tua had, had made a big difference offensively he wasn't yeah. almost wasn't holding them back um because he'd been he'd done okay up to this point but it was the d that was winning them games but i thought in this in, in this game two really impressed me 316 yards two touchdowns he he looked very very good but you put it like you like you said you're putting them up against the chiefs and that's the thing with the chiefs you wonder if even the dolphins ever thought realistically they stood a chance because they're just that good. And even when they're not playing that well and Pat Mahomes with three interceptions didn't play particularly brilliantly, still had nearly 400 yards. He just finds a, he finds a way yeah. to get it done, doesn't he? All the time. All the time. Ty- Tyreek Hill is, is, is crazy. It's crazy. Ty- having Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey on the same team should, is almost... Un- Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey and Pat Mahomes on one team is almost unfair, isn't it? Like if you're playing at school and that's the picks, you're like, oh, you pick again, isn't it? <laughs> like, come on, man, that's not. That's not. The, the thing that lets them down again is their running game, because as as good as Clive Edwards-Alera's looked in patches, um, he's not been brilliant. I don't think. I think he only averaged two yards a carry in this game on sixteen cap on sixteen rushes. Well, as I said um, earlier, where's Lashawn McCoy? You know, he's not doing anything <laughs> for them. <laughs> Rubbish. <laughs> but I think of uh, well, the point you made earlier about. Um, sort of that um your whether your skill set is pass blocking or run blocking Kansas certainly they are all about pass blocking and yeah. so I, I I think it's very very difficult for the running backs I think that's one of the reasons that they felt that um Bell might add something um so I you know they're they're gonna win or die by Pat Mahomes right yeah you 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 no matter what happens you want the ball in his hands to him to make decisions and they do. They just have this innate ability to just get it done when they need to. It's mad. I think they keep the thing with them is that they keep managing to allow teams to stay relevant in games. They only beat the Dolphins by less than one score. They beat the Bucks by three. The Raiders who've fallen off a cliff since by four. The Panthers by two. The Jets, yeah, fair enough. But they're It's almost oh, like they can't you don't need they to do they that. just do the bare minimum they need to. You, you never, none of those games you feel like it's out of control for them. Yeah, my, my, my concern would be, I guess, that because in, in a lot of those games, it feels to me that they've had a good lead and then allowed the other team to come back and make it nervous at the end. And you wonder if there's a game against a really good side where you know something happens and they get caught out because they, they're going to sleep. But Yeah, you, you can't do what they did against the Chargers and the Broncos against some of the better sides in this division. And they yeah. probably won't, you know, because they probably focus on what's happening and what the opposition is doing and really shape up. But it's it's a risky run. Yeah. I mean, Saints, the playoffs, Saints playoffs last year, the leads, the leads that the Texans, especially the Texans, and also the Titans had a 10-point lead in the playoffs. Um, both games, they won comfortably. Yeah. I mean, it's just, yeah, it's just, it's not fair. Um, <laughs> <laughs> In the we, we looked we looked at the AFC playoff picture last week, um, and it's by far the most interesting conference. It's just 
not even close this year for just whatever reason. Um, but we are going to look at the NFC, um, hopefully briefly. Um, the Packers are currently the number one seed as it stands because the Saints lost to, to the Eagles. Um, they're, but those two teams and the Rams are 10 and 3. The Rams are Rams, of, are Rams are nine and four. Are they? Well, I've made good notes here then. <laughs> they are, yeah. They're nine and four. Okay. Well, they're, they're still doing pretty well. Yeah. Um, okay. So, yeah, they're leading their division anyway, aren't they? So, and then you've got in the NFC East, um, the football team at six and seven, currently fourth seed in the conference. Um, I think. I'll that... Tell you what, though, I, I, if I'm if I'm one of those other teams, I wouldn't want to face them at the moment. If everyone's fit, no, I well. would not want to play the 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 Washington football team right now because they've got yeah. some weapons and they've got a good head coach, and it feels like they're figuring it out. Are they have they won four in a row now? Could be, could be. With nothing, it's... with nothing to lose, nothing to lose. Beat Steelers. Yeah, Bengals, Cowboys, Steelers, and 49ers. So, yeah, like, three of those, given the 49ers' injuries, are pretty much gimmies. But they're, they're, they feel like a good side to me at the moment. I like that defense. Yeah. They're trending in the right direction. Online. Like, that, yeah, like that running back Saints. as well. Yeah. Well, the, the Saints, they're going to have Breeze back at some point, surely. Who... It'd be interesting to see whether they try and bring him back again, because they've got the Chiefs next weekend. And... Just I, I've you, give that one a buy. Yeah, well, if you're no. Taysom Hill, Taysom Hill, like, I think what happened to them against the Eagles is kind of the, the culmination of, of Taysom Bowl, isn't it? And they they need to get Drew Brees back for as much Winston, as everyone was saying. Winston would have beaten the Eagles. You would think, I th- kind of think so, yeah. I, I don't get the decisions that they're making. If you're Jameis at the moment, if you're thinking, what the fuck am I why doing? I brought, why was he brought there? Why yeah. was what he am I doing here? This guy can't do anything. This was literally the reason I'm here. Like, yeah. this is literally why I thought I was here. But... It's a bit of me that feels like they're starting Hill just because everybody said that, oh, you you bang on about him being the next Steve Young. You never, you never actually start him. So they've, like... Whether Sean Payton's just bored and decided he was going to try it and see if it could work. The next Steve Young. Honestly. Favor. Hmm. That's a joke. All right. No, I don't. I don't. It's Taysom Hill just makes me angry thinking in about that, him. In that conference, you've got to look at the Packers, haven't you? That is, it is for me, it's the Packers. Yeah, and you, I, much like Stefan Diggs, Devontae Adams, mate, like just ballers, pure. From, from a technical standpoint, you know, Devontae Adams, Julio Jones, Stefan Diggs, these are kind of the standard barriers. Do you know what I mean? Just just sick. Sick. Does always does, open. Does the Packers defense mean that they're not well, obviously they're so. a threat, I, but I don't trust that. Defense. Yeah, exactly exactly. I mean the it's the issue that Seattle have got as well. I mean and it's hurting Seattle. Thing is, we talk about that. We've talked about the Packers' defense and that team in general being like their Achilles' heel for for two seasons. They've lost six games in total over two seasons, so it's not yeah. that much. It's not that much of a problem. No, and the the division they're in and the conference they're in is 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 helping them, um, isn't it? All right, so Packers, Saints, Rams, the football team, all leading their divisions. I, I mean, are are all four of them? Going to win the division, the the Rams. I guess it was well, them or Seattle, isn't it? Um, 
I, I can't be. I'm not that convinced by the Rams. It's probably it's Jared Goff that, mainly. That, but that probably comes down to um, the game on the 27th, where it's Rams Seahawks. Um, probably decides that that division. I think. Yeah. Yeah, you could be right. The Seahawks are obviously next seed at sorry next in line at nine and four. Then you've got the Bucks eight and five. Um, the Cardinals are seven at seven and six are currently in. Um, they won on the road in New York, didn't they? So um, they needed that. They were they were sliding a little bit. Yeah, their only their only win in the last I think six games was the Hale Murray against us. Oh, which okay. still still pisses me off that if that play doesn't happen, we're eleven and two. <laughs> you, you said you wanted to be, them to be known as the ten and three Buffalo Bills. You That's true. So yeah, it wouldn't, it wouldn't have worked had we won that game. <laughs> that would be stupid. Right. Why would you say that? <laughs> I, I don't. I mean, I I kind of think the teams that are in the playoffs in the in the wildcard positions at the moment are the teams that would stay there. Yeah. Seahawks, Seahawks, Bucks, Cardinals. I think they've got enough. Considering to... behind that, but the the only doubt behind that you've got the Vikings at six and seven. It's possible. The yeah. Bears at six and seven. I just don't see that happening. They're playing each other this week, and then the only other thing is the NFC East. But I, I agree with you. I think Washington are looking good at the right time. Um, yeah. it's whether... And they're all trash. The rest of them teams are. <laughs> I, I think that Daniel Jones's performance at quarterback, and yeah, I get he's not a hundred percent fit yet. But my God, it was he looked like he'd never seen an American football before. Bless him. It's just so funny how it can change, isn't it? Like New York, they. Anyway, I don't even want to talk bad about other teams. When you, <laughs> it's, it's just my team is so trash that I can't, I can't actually even say it about others. We I suck. Can see, I can see Tampa overhauling the Saints if the Saints don't get Breeze back or they rush him back and he's not fully fit and he goes back out again because Tampa have got Falcons twice and the Lions to go, which is fairly soft. Saints is much more difficult and they're struggling. Yeah. I mean, the Bucks are two games back. I don't know who has the tiebreaker. It's, yeah, they need a three game week. They need three losses, three wins, but it's not out of the question. I think the Saints, uh, the Saints have already won that division, haven't they, technically? They've got a playoff berth, obviously. Yeah, but... I think they're definitely in the playoff. Um, I don't know whether that means they've won the... Oh, no, they can't have. Cause they could be over, yeah, they could be overtaken, so they can't have got the division. Um, well, there you go. That's that's the NFC playoff picture in a nutshell, courtesy of the Long Snapper podcast. Um, I think we spent more time on Lamar Jackson's poo, didn't we? <laughs> so did he. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Can you imagine if Jose Mourinho was the manager of um, of the Ravens at that point? He'd been going. He, didn't he run in the changing rooms after Eric Dyer once because he had the similar problem and well, basically told him to get off the toilet. You can't Twitter account this morning. Showing him videos of Gary Lineker and Paula Radcliffe. Come on. <laughs> you? <laughs> yes. Um, we've all been there, as you said. Um, just not for some people in a stadium, um, in, a, in a professional sporting event, but there you go. <laughs> Any other games that were worthy of mention? Um, Pat, you haven't moaned about the Jags for a few weeks. I don't know if you want to. Yeah, they're um, trying to lose. They're succeeding to lose. So good, I suppose. <laughs> Failing for wonder, fields, as it's been coined. One thing I just can't. I and mean, we talked. We talked about it. It's on the the Titans podcast. But what 
Mike, Mike Lennon. I mean, Gardner Minshew came in for him, but when they've lost the game already, he was okay. Yeah. And he instantly showed why he should have started. I, d- I don't get what starting Glennon achieves. It's just bonkers. Not second, second overall pick in the draft. Yeah. If so you're trying to win, start you start Minshew. Luton if you're going to at least see what someone can do. Yeah. If you're trying to win, you start Minshew. If you're trying to lose, you start Luton. Because either way, you boost the trade value of one of your rookie quarterbacks. Starting Glennon doesn't do anyone any good, any of the three of them in any of the teams. So I don't know what they're doing. I think what they're doing is Doug Maroon knows he's out the door. So what the fuck difference does it make? Which is kind of how I felt since about week four, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I still can't, I still can't work out why Doug Marone and Adam Gase and all those guys. I, I don't understand why they're still employed. Yeah, facts, big facts. It just it seems it seems ridiculous <laughs> because they've got a terrible team, and they already know that they're you know fair enough they're sucking, but they're, they're not even doing it for the point of trying to get you know Doug Marone doesn't care about getting the second overall pick because he's going to be nowhere near that team to coach whoever it is they pick. Yep. Same with Gase, you know. Oh, let's tank for Trevor, but I'm not going to have a chance. Is a horrible human being. Uh, which, as as I said, like about six weeks or so ago, unless by some miracle he is going to stay in that job, I don't understand why what the point is of him still being in the job now. If Gay stays in this job, I'm not even going to say that. I'm not even going to say that. <laughs> because at least at least last year when when. Brian Flores was in charge of the Dolphins and they they made all the trades that they made and it was fairly obvious that they were going for Tua and they wanted picks and they the first couple of weeks it was one of the most... He had his players playing for him, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. and they... It looked like they were building something. You knew that Flores was going to be the coach next year and he was going to be able to use those picks in the way that he wanted. What, What are the Jets and the Jags doing at the moment? Unless those head coaches are staying in post by some fucking miracle... What what are those organisations playing at? Because our oh, ownership like... don't care, mate. It's as simple as that. They literally don't care. It makes no difference to them. We will spend money. That's what. That is the reason I'm saying what I'm saying. It's so similar to the United situation, mate. It's mad. No. Thank you, darling. And I think that's a similarity. Actually. <laughs> nice one, Rachel. The owners seeing it as a money making business and not as a team that they want to win with. I think. The, the difference between winning and losing for Shark Khan isn't a lot of money, and the amount of money it would take to get it winning is probably more than you'd get back. So, but is that a problem coast. at the Jags? Is that a problem at the Jags? Because I thought he's kind of like actually cares and stuff. And and that's like, what I'm what's... hearing from the fans on the ground. Now, maybe just because they're disgruntled because we've been losing forever, but it does feel <laughs> like the owner doesn't know what he's doing. He just has a big fantasy status symbol business. And because Marone, I actually quite like, he's really straight talking for them most of the time. He's the sort of person who exhibits the personality qualities that you want leading a team. The thing that's turned me off recently is the whole, we're starting Glennon because it gives us the best chance to win. And I know you can't as a head coach come out and say, we're not trying to win the rest of this season. We're trying to get the best draft pick we can. You can't do that. But, when you come out specifically to say we're starting Glennon because he gives us the best chance to win, you're just treating your fans like they're idiots. And that's the point at which I thought, mm, we need change now. We need change. I've seen I've seen reports for like well well-respected scouts and analysts and people who say that there's there's enough talent on that Jags roster 
to be a playoff team. If you have a proper quarterback and a proper head coach, the other the other a lot of the other pieces are there. Um, it just needs managing properly. Unlike the Jets, who've got fuck all. They've capsized the defense completely. We're like just full of rookies and bit pop players and like guys playing safety and normal spe- normally special teams specialists who are just liabilities. So yeah, I, I, I don't think we could have got a winning record even if we've been trying with this team and they clearly haven't been in some of the decision-making, but I don't put that on Marone. I put that on the front office above Marone and, you know, that's why Dave Caldwell's gone. Yeah. Okay. Um, before we move into week 15's one sentence previews, um, can I just get a little bit of love for AJ Brown and his one-handed touchdown? That's not from me. I've given it plenty of love. But if anyone wants to join me, no. All right. are you giving are you giving it one handed love? <laughs> oh come on! <laughs> it's pretty much <laughs> the reaction I expected. Um, and I, as I also said on the Titans pod, um, I found a weakness for Derek Henry. Um, he cannot sell the flea flicker as a gimmick play. You <laughs> 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 see, telegraph thing he's ever done. <laughs> Well, I tell Not you what the Ravens could do with learning from that flea flicker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. One sentence previews then. Week 15. And we'll start with LA Chargers at Las Vegas. I do not care who wins this recently relocated bowl. <laughs> Buffalo at Denver. Should be another great opportunity to, for Allen to showcase his skills. One side of the fair in Marheim. Carolina at Green Bay. The newly crowned NFC North champs will likely smash the Panthers now that the number one seed is in their hands. San Francisco at Dallas. The days of Montana or Young versus Aikman are long gone in this meaningless 2020 matchup. Rick will be the only one watching. Seattle at Washington. Who'd have thought this game would be a close one to call at the start of the season? Detroit at Tennessee. The lines are rubbish, and this should be a straightforward home win. Chicago at Minnesota. Seems ridiculous, but the winner of this game is still firmly in the playoff mix. The Vikings are much better, though, and should prove it here. New England at Miami. Come on, you Dolphins. (laughs) Jacksonville at Baltimore. If Lamar can keep out the bathroom for at least a quarter of this game, it'll be enough to hand the Jags their 13th consecutive defeat. Tampa Bay at Atlanta. If only Atlanta had a defence and a competitive record, this would be one of the games of the weekend. But it's not. So... (laughs) (laughs) Houston at Indianapolis. As fun as it is to watch the Texans implode, it's pretty painful watching the Colts do the opposite. An absolute bumming coming up here. Philadelphia at Arizona. As exciting as Hurts is, I fear for him in the desert. An underrated defence who spend all their practices trying to contain Kyler Murray is no fun out for the rookie. New York Jets at LA Rams. Playing the Jets might as well be a bye. Good luck there, Trevor. (laughs) Kansas City at New Orleans. Jalen Hurts outperformed Taysom Hill in his first ever start last week, so God only knows what Pat Mahomes' attack will do to him this week. 
Cleveland at New York Giants. Feels like a terrible game to have on Sunday Night Football, but the Browns' offense against the Giants' defense could actually be a good clash to watch. And finally, Pittsburgh at Cincinnati. One of those games that should be great, no matter the records, but I'm afraid not. Pittsburgh to put the Bengals to the sword. A few looking like that this week. A few mismatches by the looks of it, but we, we know that one or two of them suddenly won't be. It's just... Yeah, picking which ones. Public that service night, announcement. Sorry. Sorry, Pat. Say, That Monday night game could be a really drab, like, 10-3, couldn't it, the way the two of them are playing at the moment? It it could. You, you could... That might be the one, actually, as a weird upset. I mean, oh, what? But the Bengals have just got nothing. That's about, that's, yeah, oh, no, that's, that's, they're terrible. There's not a chance. He, no. Yeah, no, Randy Bullock pulls his hammy kicking over 40 yards, doesn't he? So it's just not going to happen. No. Yeah, I'm forgetting the game we just saw. Um, you, know, you say that. Uh, public service announcement. There are two Saturday games this week um, that you may not be aware of. Um, so the Bills, Broncos and Panthers, Packers are both on Saturday night. There's just a bit of extra um, evening football. I think, it's a, I think they start at a reasonable time as well. So... Um, more games to watch, which is good. Right, any other business? Um, Mark, Craig, you've both been off for a couple of weeks. Who wants to start? Uh, I, I don't mind going because I've got like three. I'll try and bang them quick. Um, firstly, massive shout out to Anton Ferdinand. I don't know if anyone saw that documentary, but it was fucking yep. dope. Yep. And what a what a shit thing to have to live with for your whole life and feel that you have had any responsibility in it like he lost his career and he had to spend his whole life reduced to that one just what a what an honest piece well done proving time and time again that John Terry is quite possibly the shittest bloke of all time um but yeah anton what a, what a ledge um second second one uh i don't know if anyone's watched the crown right now i i, <laughs> I did I not expect you to say that i i, I personally you, you were not gonna you, <laughs> you you haven't heard anything yet you're not gonna expect what i'm about to say so the crown right i don't know if anyone's watched it so middle it's... class craig <laughs> 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 He's probably sat there quaffing his port, saying, "Hey, Rachel, go quaffing, get me. quaffing my port." <laughs> <laughs> I love the I love the juxtaposition between the uh, working class Cockney to middle class port drinker. But that's it cool. Doesn't work at all, does <laughs> it? Can't help so, how you sound. That's just how you talk. You're making um, an effort, Craig. And I just... <laughs> anyway, get us a fucking twenty-year-old vintage port, love. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Rachel, get me a bottle of that fucking Shatterneuf de Pap. So, anyway, there's controversy about blah, blah, blah. I haven't got all the way through it yet, yeah? But who would have thought for all of the bullshit that the royal family possess? And of my remembrance of the royal family, I have no, like, zero affinity to them. Um, like the Queen came to Uxbridge once, like that's what I remember. But I also remember specifically thinking Prince Philip was a fucking cunt. Excuse my language. Um, but turns out, 
Turns out Prince Philip's the only real G in that bitch. Prince <laughs> Philip is the only real dude in Buckingham Palace who would have fucking known. Listen, mate, if you knew what my man Prince Philip went through and how he handled himself, how he conducted himself, hey, of all of those entitled snobby pricks, mate, Prince Philip, guys, 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 a bad man. I saw an item on the news which said people have been complaining and they need notes to say that the crown is fictitious and not a documentary. And I thought, who's going to need that? And now I know. (laughs) (laughs) See, that's bullshit as well, because they they, they say that, right? However, it's based on a true story. Well, no, it's not. But the key elements of it are factual and there are bits. Why do we not? It's just like the only way is Essex then. Yeah, No, it's literally (laughs) just like that. I'm not saying that you take it for granted, Maybe but the key part. points. Did you who who knew about the Queen Elizabeth's father and the abdication? I didn't know nothing about that. So it's all well and good saying oh blah blah blah, but actually the, it's not about every single detail. But actually, there's specific things that have happened with this disgusting, poisonous family that no one would ever have an idea about had it not been. Okay, every single bit is not 100% true, but I certainly did. We don't even know why do we know about Winston Churchill, but we don't know about the last king of England. You tell me that, okay? Anyway, so let's move on to the last and final uh part of my any other business. Um, I'm calling it out blatantly Jack Grealish recently in uh court for drink driving for what I believe to be the second time and also possibly breaking lockdown rules, and we don't see it anywhere. Had that been Marcus Rashford. Uh, Mason Greenwood, uh, Raheem Sterling, it would be everywhere and it's bollocks. And I know there are people who roll their eyes and think, oh, no, mate, this is exactly the problem. Had this been any, and really is a fantastic footballer, I'd have him at Man United. But it's a disgrace that this is what we accept from our British media. It's a, it's a joke, it's obvious, and we have to hold these people accountable. That said, Big up Marcus Rashford in a time when Manchester United are fucking shit. And I'm doing all I can to try and encourage my son to stick with what I believe to be the greatest club in the world. Marcus Rashford is a shining light and will be my Eric Eric Cantona to the kids of today. Thank you, Marcus Rashford. You, uh, exactly. <laughs> Thank you, Marcus Rashford, doing us proud on the pitch, off the pitch, and everything that you do. Don't get half the credit you deserve. It's weird that the media seem to decide a player's really good, like Grealish, and then overlook every bad thing and big up every good thing. Like, well, other players are doing those good things and not diving and not drink driving and not being an absolute prick. So that's Grealish's right. pond life. It's all right it's if just... it's all white, mate. That's facts. That's facts. It's a horrendous human being. And it, what's, what I find funny is the fact that it takes stuff like this for people to realise just how prevalent it still is. Because you, until I saw it on Twitter, um, I had no idea that Grealish had done something wrong. Whereas, like, exactly. like you rightly said, if that had been, if that had been someone like, like you said, Sterling or Rashford, it would have been everywhere, everywhere. They wanted to crucify the man for buying his mum a house. Yeah. Are you fucking joking me? It's yeah. a disgrace. You and it goes to show it that a lot of the organisations, like those that have actually, I think, 
during the the like the protests that have been going on recently, like Sky, that I think have done have done a lot of good Big work. Sky. Big up Sky Sports, anyway. But it still wasn't, you know, it still wasn't being reported widely there. No facts, that's facts. It was on Sky Sports, to be fair, but for, that is facts. But it's a disgrace. I saw, I actually, I I saw that, I saw the story on, I think BBC before I'd seen Twitter or something. Which, not to be fair to them, but the Daily Mail, um. So, so many of these things you mentioned that Rash Rashford's house, um, yeah. or whatever. Sterling. I was, I was, I, was yeah. just, I can't, I can't remember that. Well, and the, Rashford the, recently, there's yeah. like, there's been stuff recently where Rashford's been trying to buy some property, yeah. and um, and he's been crucified for being a flash prick, spending yeah. loads of his loads, loads of money. Yeah, that, that's what that's one, I, that's the one I'd seen. So, it was, that was the Daily Mail, I think. But if, but in the same, it gets in, shared, like, it gets shared paper, and shamed. But the fact it gets shared means that more people see it. So you're just like, it, yeah. sometimes it's the same, the same organisation that ran a story about six days before on Phil Foden buying houses and about how fucking sensible it was. Yep. Oh. Yep. In front of us, it's the contempt, and then they and it's and it's meant to call like. Uh, What's the Bully you into not saying nothing for being that guy, but it's in front of your face, like someone's spitting in your face, and you're not meant to. You're just meant to ignore it. It's bullshit. It's absolute bullshit. Yeah. If if only everybody did in, ignore the Daily Mail, and it would yeah. just go away. But that's not it's... how it works, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was. Almost as long as one of your one sentence previews, Craig. <laughs> took a couple of days to prepare the stuff today. One sentence previews. <laughs> um, Mark, any other business? Um, mine's mine's much quicker, but um, I saw something on Twitter this week that I think might be the worst event that there's ever been oh, organised ever. And I and I I do accept that I'm one of the people I'm talking to on this podcast is a vegan. But something has been organised called the Vegan Campout. Now, <laughs> now this is three, three, a three-day festival of camping, talks, and vegan food. It's being headlined by Russell Brand, which is bad enough. But <laughs> also appearing is Chris Packham and Heather Mills. As, as, it's as, an eclectic mix. As, as other prominent vegans <laughs> that are going to be talking... And from what I can work out, this is essentially a festival of vegans telling other vegans how wonderful it is to be vegan. And considering vegans really don't usually like telling you that they're vegan. They don't like talking about it. Hey, listen, no. just take your negativity somewhere <laughs> else, talking about it. Get me. <laughs> <laughs> if we want to go on a retreat, we'll go on a retreat, all right? <laughs> I mean, is, is this, is this going to become like, oh, you know... No. Event is it going to become a Waco type situation? <laughs> oh, wow, That's, uh, I'm 90% sure you're misrepresenting this as well. I don't know how to defend vegans kill me every day. <laughs> but, uh, like, has there, has there ever been an event that is guaranteed to be shitter than an event that is just like minus celebrity vegans talking about how cool it is to be vegan to other people who are vegans? <laughs> Can you go and find out, Mark? Uh, I was I was kind of hoping that our our resident vegan would go, just so he can like you know we can have a special long snapper report on how good it is to be a vegan. 
he'd be the best one there. We need to stop doing <laughs> shows. Hundred percent true. Hey, listen, what's with what's with the shades? Oh, they're, they're just trying to make the world a better place. Trying to by, by, by being vegan. Yeah. In fact, I didn't. I hadn't thought of surely, it. Surely, in order to do that, you need to be like conveying that message to other people who aren't vegan. Some of them are dicks, mate. <laughs> including definitely so the people who've organized this event <laughs> but yeah if you're interested go to at vegan Campout on twitter and you too can pay 60 quid for the privilege of being a wanker in a field for a weekend sign me up <laughs> take my money mark that seg that segues nicely i I hadn't really thought of That's for middle class white people in it, hundred percent. That is only middle class white people at that place. No no disrespect. And and uh, yeah, yeah, I mean it it's just terrible. Bear, bear berets and flower scarves and shit, isn't it? I mean it's it just, it's I can't think of anything that has ever happened that's more dreadful. Yeah. I'll give you something that was actually more dreadful than <laughs> a, yeah. I mean, like, yeah, the Holocaust, blah, blah, blah. But <laughs> vegan camp out. I didn't expect that from you. I didn't expect that from Ross. I wouldn't, I wouldn't expect that. Ross, Ross. This, is, this is definitely, like, it's kind of like the Holocaust, vegan camp out, in that order. That's, you know. <laughs> I, I, I didn't. I was going to talk about tears, but that's really boring. I'm not going to talk about tears. You've just reminded me by talking about vegans that I, in a rush today at M&S, humble brag, um, I... Um, <laughs> Look at you. You're going to vegan camp out, aren't you, mate? I, uh, <laughs> I saw a vegan turkey dinner sandwich. Um, and in a rush, luckily, I noticed it was a vegan sandwich. Thought, I don't want that. I'll go for the regular turkey Christmas sandwich next to it. Picked it up. Um, got home, bought some, uh, bought some other stuff, but that was my lunch. Just a bit of a rush lunch. Turkey, Christmas turkey sandwich. Hadn't had one that yet this year. Opened it, put it in my mouth, nearly spat out. What was it? Like, this is just horrible. And I, I couldn't, I couldn't even finish the mouthful. It was just chewy. It was, I couldn't. It was getting bigger. It was actually expanding in my mouth. Whatever this stuff was. And I realised that I'd picked up instead of the vegan option, I picked up the gluten-free option. Uh, um, yeah. I probably my wife deserved to see it. That. That stuff is shit. As is mine, and yes, it is. <laughs> In fact, it might be Holocaust vegan gluten-free bread. Anything, anything gluten-free. Yeah, it costs yeah. it costs three times as much, it's and such it's a half the it's size. Such a bump. It is 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 out of order, and it's all got egg in it as well. So we actually have to have separate shit. Like she has to have different bread to me to Jesse. It is nonsense. Yeah, we'll fuck to have around for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Christ, can you? If I ever come around for dinner at yours, Craig, we are buggered. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although it's quite nice when the missus goes out somewhere. Like I can just get in like food that just contains all the gluten going, and uh, I don't need to don't need to worry about it. No, it's nice, but <laughs> pain in the ass. Pat, you've been waiting about four hours um, for your any other business. Um, I got two little shout outs. Um, there's a new series of Mat Men, which is a kind of geeky comedy geography informational thing by Mark Cooper Jones and Jay Foreman. So I'll stick it on the Twitter after this, and uh, that's a good entertaining watch. I saw a little 
independent film. It's like a spoof heist film. It's called Ashens and the Polybius Heist. I'd recommend that. It's available on like streaming film services, Amazon, Google, that sort of jazz. So yeah, that's good stuff. Oh, that was nice. Efficient AOB, as usual. I, I expect you to follow through, Adam. <laughs> I haven't followed through in a while. I watched my first episode of Brooklyn Nine Nine the other week. Nine Nine. I watched. We're watching oh, our wow. first, but I haven't got to the point where whatever the question, the Terry Crews questions come up. I'm so pissed about that. <laughs> I started it as well. I started it as well. That guy's a legend. No, he's not. He's a clown. Very I actually can't I'm not having that. I'm not having yeah. that. Like in real life, the guy's a massive dick. Well, I don't know what he's like in real life. I just know what he's like in that. <laughs> and in my head, in my head, he was like that in the NFL. He was the same guy. Um, don't ruin that image for me. Please. <laughs> right. Um, this is good. This is shaped up to be a longish podcast. Um, Can you tell that me and Craig are back? <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. You can tell by the smile on my face. <laughs> I love you, Pat. Yeah, I love you, Pat. You're the best. <laughs> really is. Like... He's easily the best one of us. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The best of us. <laughs> yeah. Not even that close. Big up, Pat. Give mm. Pat love. Dennis Irwin of the Long Snapper podcast. <laughs> definitely, definitely. High praise, my friend. That's the nicest yeah, thing I've I ever mean, been called. It's, it's certainly better yeah. than being called Patricia Johnson. Those <laughs> 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 Right, let's get out of here. Um, thanks to anybody who's listened for this long um, and this deep. Um, well played to you. We'll be back next week for more of the same. Later. Yeah, Pat, Pat Sharp just being an absolute dick, you know, yeah. bragging that he banged both the twins, and just like this, this image in your head of this clean cut. Um, it's just kids' TV, though, isn't it? Pat Sharp from Funhouse. Funhouse bangs what yeah. twins? What twins? The, the twins, the twins are Funhouse. from Funhouse. Melanie and uh, I heard that from time ago. I don't know, or did I make that up? He must have done. That's how they got the job. Surely. What else is he? <laughs> Especially back then, that's how it went. Yeah. At yeah, the same you... time.